0: you have a problem with that no sensei
1: get him a body bag johnny yeah
0: Welcome to the second episode of Sweep Delay Podcast. I am your host with the most, Mike McMasunis. I want to thank you guys for returning and coming back for another episode. If you made it through my horrible first episode, I just want to say that you are awesome. I do apologize for the audio issues I had towards the middle and end of the episode. Uh, Evidently, the tremble got turned up too high. And by the time I submitted it to iTunes, um, yeah, it was kind of too late. So I do apologize for that, but I promise you going forward, that problem won't happen again. And, you know, it's my first episode. I had some issues, but I am getting the hang of this, and I'm getting the whole audio thing down. So we are going to have a good time especially the movie that I'm talking about today. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. It is a huge cult classic film called The Wraith. And if you know this movie, then congratulations, you are my new favorite person. And if you don't know this movie, that's okay too, because you're about ready to find out about it. This movie is flipping awesome. Let's just say, if you've never seen the movie, imagine the crow with a car. That's basically what you got. But keep in mind, this movie came out before the crow. And I'm not saying that the crow necessarily took anything from this movie. Because, I mean, the comic book, I think, actually came out prior to this movie. But you would pretty much, when you watch the crow and then you watch this, you can compare both of them together. Uh, They are kind of different, but there's a lot of similarities at the same time. So... Flippin' excited to do this movie. I know my buddies Jason and Dan over at Flix. I've asked them hundreds of times to do this. But it's a matter of the name being drawn out of the hat for the movie. I mean, they have over 300 movies they gotta review. So the odds of them pulling this one was kind of slim. So I thought I would get my hands on this baby first. So. And we are going to have some fun with this film. Um, There's a lot of awesome music in this movie, and I am going to be showcasing that. And there are a lot of awesome, awesome parts in this film. Very, very few parts I don't like. In fact, I think there's only two, and I will get into that in a moment. But before we get into the review of the Wraith, let's get into some music news. alright guys you gotta help me out with this alright now we just had the grammy's uh, a couple of nights ago and I posted a question on Facebook because I figured my friends could go ahead and clue me in what is the deal with Lady Gaga can someone please tell me why people like her is she like the female version of Marilyn Manson I seriously want to know now I know you guys are gonna be hating on me soon if there's any Lady Gaga fans out there. I don't see the appeal, I really don't think she's that talented. I mean a lady that comes to the Grammys in an egg, uh, somebody that wears meat suits, somebody that dresses like a building, I mean she's ridiculous, seriously people. Can someone tell me why you like her? Is her music good? I mean I've heard like two songs and they were alright. She doesn't have the greatest voice in the world, and I think she's talentless, to be honest with you. But if you want to go ahead and spread the hate of Mike Mack here, go ahead and send that to Sweep the Lake Podcast at yahoo.com. i love to hear your thoughts and opinions on why you love Lady Gaga or why you hate Lady Gaga. Okay, Bad Romance, yeah, it's got that really cool, catchy thing, but after that, eh, it's kind of, you know, not the greatest song in the world. So I would... Please need some help in understanding what's the deal with Lady Gaga. Why the heck did she win all these Grammys? I am super excited that Arcade Fire beat Lady Gaga for Album of the Year. That's flipping awesome. That means that people are actually listening to quality music. Have I ever listened to Arcade Cry- Fire before? Never. Day in my life. I don't know a single song. All I know is they beat Lady Gaga and I was excited. That was awesome. So... Please uh, give me some info on Arcade Fire. Uh, Give me your thoughts why you think that they beat out Lady Gaga. But I'm a happy camper either way. Uh, Christina Aguilera, I think she's very talented. She has an excellent voice. She's had a bad month. I mean, the Super Bowl, she messed up the National Anthem. And I can't blame her. I mean, in front of that many people... Seriously, do you think you could sing the National Anthem? I don't think so. So congratulations, Christina Aguilera. I give you props that you were able to hold yourself together and continue the show. I know you tripped on the stage, but that's okay, girl. I still got love for you. And uh, I also think it's really great that uh, country music is kind of getting popular. And coming from somebody who hates country music... Uh, It's a statement. This is true. I hate country music. I don't like the twang. I don't like any of that stuff. But I have to admit, you know, my wife, she listens to some good stuff, okay? Um, You got Taylor Swift, you got Miranda Lambert, Lady Antebellum, okay? I'm not a guy that likes to listen to chicks, but them girls got some good tunes. That's all I got to say, especially Taylor Swift. My kids love to play her all the time. That girl has some good music. And not going to be showcasing that a lot on this show because I know there's a lot of country haters out there. That's all good and dandy. So, moving on. Lady Annabellum, they won a lot of awards. they won the country song of the year and the album of the year. Eminem obviously won the rap award. I mean, seriously, did you think that he wasn't going to win? I mean, if he brings out a CD, the guy's going to win. I think he's winning based on his name but hey I haven't listened to the CD used to be a big rap fan not a rap fan anymore the best rap was back in the 80's and 90's 2000's things just got crazy Um, you know my kind of rap it's gotta have some hard rock guitar to it then I'm gonna be loving okay think Linkin Park style that's the kind of rap music that I like to listen to but I don't like the rapping about drugs and beating women and all that other fun stuff okay not my thing not something I'm going to be playing on the show, just to give you a heads up. But congratulations, Eminem, that you won a rap award. I mean, it's you're the only guy I know that can retire and come back and still win awards. So that was awesome. Uh, I would say that the uh, highlight of the night probably had to come from the band Train. When the band Train actually won the group award of the year, I believe it was uh... my favorite line is when the lead singer says thanks justin bieber for not being in a duel or a group because i mean seriously that kid wins too many flipping awards and how long has he been in music like two months i don't know not really a big fan of justin bieber hey my eight-year-old loves him but you know what eight-year-old doesn't love justin bieber so that's another guy who has no talent so again if you want to spread the hate to missoonists feel free to Right into sweep delay podcast at yahoo.com. And uh, I would say the rest of the uh, Grammys was pretty entertaining. I mean, wasn't it funny when the screen turned black and white when some dude came out by the name of uh, CeeLo? Yeah, I never heard of that guy either. Um, he has a song called F You, but instead he changed it to Forget You. So that way he could perform the song because he had a Record of the Year nomination. So that was fun. I like listening to the Grammys because you hear a lot of people that you don't norm. well, that I don't normally hear. I mean, my radio has been busted in my car for about a year. So unfortunately, I've been listening to the same crap over and over again. But that's what iTunes is for. I get the little 30-second preview, jam to it, and... I like to look for titles of songs that I think is hilarious. I listen to it, and you know, there you go. So, more interesting news coming next week. Um, I promise I will actually talk about something that's good besides the Grammys, because the Grammys is basically a joke. Uh, the best music awards show is probably the MTV Music Awards. So, not really that that show sucks too, but it's just funny to watch because something always crazy happens. So. Now that we are done with the music news, let's go ahead and get into this awesome movie called The Rake.
1: Hey, don't take a lot to keep me moving. It's going to take a lot to make me stop. I'm racing to a 5 a Over. If you see me coming, I've got the finest
0: this kick butt movie, The Wraith. Alright guys, basically The Wraith, it's a 1986 action science fiction film, and it was directed and written by Mike Marvin. I don't know any other movie that this guy's done, but hey, if you're gonna go out, you might as well go out with a bang, right? Um, this movie stars Charlie Sheen in his, it's not his first movie, this is his first starring role. Um. I don't know what movie came out first because in the same year, Platoon came out, Ferris Bueller's Day Off came out, and he was also in Lucas. So don't know which one came out first, but hey, whatever. No big deal. Uh, Cheryl Fenn is actually in this movie as well. She was uh, one of the girls in Just One of the Guys, which is another awesome 80s flick. Um, They also have this guy called Nick Cavettis. Uh, That's not his name in the movie uh... he is the douchebag of the movie Um the as of right now he is a director uh... some of his biggest movies has been john q the notebook my sister's keeper it's kind of funny that this guy made some chick flicks because when you actually see him on screen you're like oh my gosh this guy is ridiculous Uh, He's like one of the best villains in a movie you can get back in the 80s. He's awesome. And we get Mr. Non-Crazy Randy Quaid. He is flipping awesome in this movie. Here's basically the plot summary, guys. Um, Packard Walsh, who that's who Nick plays, uh, his gang steal the cars of people that they threaten. Um, They threaten them into intimidation basically through racing. As a result, the entire town is scared of this guy. Except for his proclaimed girlfriend, Carrie Johnson, who's played by Sherilyn. Uh, In reality, she wants nothing to do with this guy. Packard's control of the highways is suddenly targeted by a driver in a black, high-powered vehicle known only as the Wraith. Okay, guys, think of Kit from Knight Rider as a demon, and that's exactly what this car looks like. It's the third best movie car, in my opinion. Number one is Kit. Number two is General Lee. Number three is the Wraith car. You can't get any better than that. Plus, there's only four in existence. Uh, maybe only one now. Uh, there is a website dedicated to this car, but as far as I know of, there was only four in existence. So, The uh, unknown racer arrives into town just as the new guy named Jake, uh, which is played by Charlie Sheen, does. Jake's first move is on carry. And he also befriends Billy Hankins, which is also um, the brother of... Alright guys, I'm going to spoil this whole movie for you, okay? If you haven't seen it, what's wrong with you? I mean, everybody's seen this movie, it's flipping awesome. I don't know one person that doesn't like this movie. Charlie Sheen... Alright, ready? Here's the spoilers. Charlie Sheen's the flipping Wraith, okay? And they give it away in like 20 minutes of the movie. Basically, Billy... Is Charlie Sheen's brother? Okay, think of the crow. Um, he dies, he comes back to avenge his death and his woman's death. But in this case, his woman's still alive, but he died, and he's coming to take out the dudes that killed him and take his woman back. And he uses his car to kill all the guys. It's flipping awesome, okay? It's eighties at its best, excellent music, and in fact, the song I just played to you is the theme song of the movie. Not really the theme song because there's this song called Hole on Blue Eyes. They actually play it like seven times throughout the movie. But this song that I, uh, it was called Where's the Fire. That song I played in the beginning. That also is how the movie starts um, when the, uh, when they show, when Packard's Walsh, when Packard's gang shows up and then they also play at the end of the movie. The actual movie starts off where the car is formed, where the wraith and the car are formed. And for the 80s man, the special effects look excellent, and it still holds up today. When the electricity, uh, it, you just kind of see it coming from all together, Come and when it blows up, here comes the car, there's the wraith, and he kind of looks like Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Uh, but with a shotgun, you know, that scene in regards to where he's trying to tell George McFly that he's from, uh, you know, he's Darth Vader. Imagine that, but black uh, and skinnier suit. That's kind of what he looks like. He looks awesome. So, that song plays, and then we get to the first race of the movie. And uh, let's hear the song that is played during that race, because it's awesome. And that song was called Secret Loser by Ozzy Osbourne. Kind of funny Ozzy, you can understand him when he sings, but you can't understand him when he talks Gotta love that And uh, that is the first race of the movie and uh, the guy obviously loses his car. Packard kind of almost had to kill the guy. Uh, but we also kind of meet his crew uh, The first guy, Skank, which the crow, Skank, the, there's a skank and Crow and there's a skank in the Wraith and they're both crazy Uh, The only difference is that this skank drinks gasoline while the other skank is just crazy. Um, His best friend is Gutter Boy. Um, He's kind of not all there, um, just like most of them. Then you have your jock. Uh, His name is uh, Minty. Real nice, fruity name. Uh, Gotta love it. And then we have uh, Rughead, which is played by Clint Howard, which is Ron Howard's brother. He is the smart one of the group, uh, he's actually the innocent person, he's kind of the one that's wrong place, wrong time kind of person uh, he he kind of takes care of all the engine work, and he's the only one that the Wraith is not after because he didn't know that, uh, that they killed him so, basically um, the movie continues where uh, you know, after Charlie Sheen comes, uh, he comes into town on his motorcycle And uh, one thing I want to mention before I get into the song that's played, um, Charlie Sheen's motorcycle is quiet, as Carrie said, but it's also the exact same sound as the Wraith car. So I'm sure all my friends knew that, but if you didn't, awesome trivia. So this is the song that's played when Mr. Charlie Sheen comes into town. Frank Bush with Hearts vs. Heads and you may know Mr. Frank Bush from uh, he did the Transformers song You Got the Touch and also the theme song to uh, Bloodsport with Van Damme um, that song that song's is flipping awesome too so uh, that is when Mr. Charlie Sheen Jake comes into town anyways he uh, sees Carrie right away. And uh, immediately, she's got a connection with them, and she goes ahead and he offers to give her a ride because he's new in town. She wants to get on his bike, but Mr. Packer Walsh shows up, she gets scared, and he takes off. And that's when Packer does his little thing of, if no one can have you, you know, if I can't have you, no one can have you. And, you know, he goes into the typical male macho, you know, manipulator speech. So... And now we move on to the next scene of the movie, which is where we kind of get the idea of what happened to Jake. This is the um, place where Carrie actually works, and uh, this is one of the songs that they play a lot. (laughs) That was Young Love, Hot Love, and uh, you don't actually hear that song, Um, you only hear the music part of it later on in the film, but uh, this sets up the scene where Billy first meets Jake, and he calls him bro, but where I'm from, everybody calls each other bro, but it's kind of funny that in this case, it really is his brother. He does see a bunch of scars on his back, Uh, they get into that in a little bit. But he basically tells him he's not wanted over there, and you know Jake's staring at Carrie, and he kind of warns him, "Don't stare at Carrie, or you know you're gonna have Packard after you because he's crazy." And that's when he kind of tells him about what happened to his brother, that he died, but no one really seems to know what's going on. Well, Packard actually sees him looking at Carrie and remembers uh, the scene of when he killed him. Now this is kind of the comparison to the crow. And the crow, all the memory scenes are in red, uh, especially the death scene. And uh, when he's remembering killing uh, Jake, um, which the guy looks exactly like Charlie Sheen. Um, I give props to the filmmakers for being able to find a guy that looks so much like Charlie Sheen, but at the same time you can tell it isn't him. They show the back where he's getting knife in, in his back. And, uh, and then all of a sudden the scene ends and... Um, you know, he continues to look at Carrie, so, and then uh, Jake tries to get uh, alone with Carrie and basically say, hey, you want to go out, you know, and she's just like, yeah, I'd love to, but, you know, I'm kind of scared of Packard, and and it, Packard knows something's up, and he basically wants to have his boys, Gutter Boy, and, um, and Skank look after him and keep an eye, you know, keep an eye on them, basically, that uh, makes sure no guy is messing around with Carrie. And uh, it's kind of a funny scene where he's like, you know, keep your head straight, and he's just drinking more gasoline. So, um, basically, we kind of move on to the where we get to the next race. Because uh, at this point, Billy is the only person that sticks up to Packers. Uh, you know, Packard's like, I want your car. He's like, no, if you're not nice to me, I'm not going to make your burgers the way you like it. And, of course, all the other guys are, are picking on Billy, but Billy doesn't care. He's got a smart mouth. That's why I love Billy. Not afraid to get beat up. So, But right before he's about ready to get pounded, here's where Mr. Wraith shows up. And uh, we get into an awesome uh, racing scene. Uh, his name is Augie. Uh, He's kind of another moron of the group. He's the first person to race uh, the Wraith. Now, the cool thing about this is uh, this movie is kind of like the original Fast and Furious, but way cooler. Um, The racing scenes are excellent, the camera work is great. Most racing movies you can kind of see the camera. I had a real hard time actually seeing a a camera shadow. there's no music actually playing in this in regards to like from the soundtrack. It's just uh, just score playing. Um, but when the cool thing about this is the Wraith always kills all these guys, but he does it in a different way. For example, the very first person he takes out, which is Auggie, he speeds up in front of him and he doesn't know where he is. All of a sudden, Auggie crashes into him and both of the cars blow up. Uh, later on the car will blow up and then the car crashes into it so each time they get killed by the car but it's in a different way and i'll go into the final way in just a minute here but the cool way that agi dies is he blows up you would think he burned to death but nope guys body's perfectly fine it's just his eyes are missing and uh... you know he looks like you know zombie eyes but black perfect face and that's when Mr. Randy Quaid who plays Sheriff Loomis uh, that's when he shows up to this scene to investigate and he's, he's always got these smart comments flipping hilarious um, this is when he was in Days of Thunder around this time always played the cool smart guy and uh, I love Randy Quaid he has some good times in this movie so uh, moving on basically after the <laughs> car blows up uh... This one of the guys, the sheriff, um, the deputy, he's like, "Is that a local kid?" And the other guy says it used to be. I mean, that was flipping hilarious. I loved it. so if I had a sound clip, I totally play that. so um now, after um, you know Loomis goes bye bye, we get this scene where Packard basically cuts open his hands and says that we're blood lovers, because Carrie's crying over the fact that Augie's dead, and he's like, it's no big deal, and you know, you're mine, and he's like, what were you doing with that kid this morning? You know, of course, uh, she's like, nothing, you know, and that's when he basically pulls out his knife, cuts his hand, says, you know, we're like blood brothers, or should I say blood lovers, so another psycho 80s guy. But I'll tell you, he ranks up there with Johnny, man. I'll tell you, I love the psycho 80s villains. They're great, uh, always had a sense of humor, and they were always psychotic. So, uh, so uh, Mr. Uh, Packer Walsh for the win because he is the complete douchebag of the 80s. So, gotta love him. Now, uh, the f- next scene um, is where the race shows up at the hideout of where Packard and all the guys are and they're trying to put all their cars together, to get it ready to rock and roll. And the Wraith comes in with a shotgun that has unlimited bullets. And Packard's like, If I were you I'd put that kidney buster down. I love that line, it's great. Anyways, the Wraith blows everything up. But the cool scene about this the cool thing about this scene is Rughead actually sees the Wraith under the helmet versus no one else can. He actually sees Jamie. Um, and he starts to freak out, and he 's the only one who knows who he is he 's the one that puts the pieces together that he 's a wraith a wraith is basically a ghost. he calls him an evil spirit. take it as you want, but he sees them he blows everything up and uh, takes out all their cars it's it 's pretty cool. supposedly the next day they they piece everything back together again um, you know it 's a movie, but hey it works so um, Here's where we get to the next race, and they play this awesome song, and it's called Never Surrender, and this is a race against Minty. He's the jock. I got to say, my favorite part is when you see this guy's socks, they're white and pink. Got to love that. So let's listen to this awesome song called Never Surrender. This was the second best race of the movie. that song sorry guys I didn't play the actual whole entire song Um, I you know I don't want to play every single song just in case you don't dig it but you kinda get an idea of how adrenaline that race was so excellent excellent scene anyways this scene the Wraith speeds ahead and this is the one where the car will actually blow up before he hits it now one thing about the Wraith is is he actually has this arm bracelet that once it disappears, it reassembles uh, the car, and and he comes back. It's kind of like the crow has the crow. Uh, you know, like Brandon Lee has the crow as his power source. Well, it seems we get like to this, see the cops kind go of after his, the wraith. Now, this um, scene is excellent you know, because power source. Um, the so wraith basically goes super fast and then stops. The cops think they got him, and the car just just sitting there. All of a sudden, you see the electricity go over the car. Revs up, goes super fast, and takes out the front end of the two cars. Excellent special effects, even for the 80s. I mean, that, that was almost a flawless special effect. It was great. And the cool thing is, is the cops go after them, and you see the car just disappear into the clouds. And they cover that up perfectly. It doesn't look CGI. It looks excellent excellent special effects. And this is where Loomis and kind of sees, like, wow, what the heck is going on here? And Gutter Boy and, uh, and uh, Skank point, basically find uh, them Jake together, and chase and after them, so you get another um, cool together. action scene where they're trying to run away, and of course they get away, and it's just a funny uh, Skank and Gutter Boy yelling at each other, and just a hilarious scene. You gotta check it out. Um, but Right after this, uh, when Skank and Gutterboy, you know, they got away and they're deciding, what are we going to tell Packard? And just like, she's just as scared as anybody. She'll never tell him that he was with Jake. And, of course, Packard shows up. He's like, what happened to you guys? And uh, the Wraith, at this point, comes from the clouds or comes from behind the car, hits the ground, and then smashes into Packard. It was awesome. He slams it right into uh, a graveyard and uh, he wants to basically have Skank take a shotgun, shoot him. And when he shoots him, the gun explodes back to Skank and he goes flying. He's like, you know, what What are we dealing with here? And that's when Packard is going to go mess with uh, the Wraith. The Wraith disappears and he sees that the grave site he's at, says his name. He's like, let's get the hell out of here. And Skank's like, I hear that. Um, the next scene we get to, this song is actually, I would say, the theme song of the movie. It's called Hold on, Blue Eyes. Anytime Jake and Carrie are together, they play this song. And I don't mean just the words, but I mean the music itself. Uh, But this is the time where we actually get to hear the whole entire song. And this is where they kind of... uh, He's already in love with her, but she's starting to fall in love with him. And uh, where she's just like, I had this dream, uh, but I was dreaming about my old boyfriend. And he was already dead. And, uh, you know, you remind me so much of him. And uh, right before they kiss... Um, you know he basically she's like I really like you he remembers the scene where they killed him and what they did to her and he says I love you they kiss and it's just a great scene but this song is flipping awesome come to close it's nighttime uh, he says goodbye and basically he's like you know you gotta stand up to Packard uh, my time is almost done and he knows why I'm here and of course Packard is right across the street watching and listening to this whole thing and she says you know he's crazy but he's like you gotta stand up to him and uh, at that point he you know Jake drives off Packard sees him go up in the air and he's like no way and at this point Packard's scared and he is going to run away with Carrie. Now we get Rebel Yell playing when we go back to the hideout, um, uh, which is which is good times. But this is the point where Rughead tells the guys, I'm out of here. I quit the gang. Um, you know, the Wraith is after me. He goes, what's a Wraith? And that's when he's like, an evil spirit, a ghost. You know, and be- I think because of the fact he said he quit the gang, uh, it was the safest thing he could do. Because at this point, Packard has left. He said, I'm gone. See you guys later. And Skank and uh, Gutterboy are still in there. The Wraith comes in the hideout, blows it up, comes out, and uh, Rughead is safe, uh, but freaked out, of course, because he's like, "I can't believe it!" You know, they were just in there. Loomis shows up and he tries to explain to him that, you know, Jamie uh, Hankins—that's who—that's who's killing people. And my favorite line: he's like, "I had a bad feeling about it." And uh Loomis is like bad feelings don't lead up to resurrections. Great line, loved it. But at this point Loomis starts to put things together that you know he's probably on the right track. He goes to see Billy asking what happens to his brother, and he says, you know, I think Packard Walsh is next to die. Billy, of course, says, I'd love to shake the hand of the guy that does it. And uh, you know, it's it's really, really great scene between those two. But uh Packard shows up there to take care. And, you know, good old Billy tries to stand up to him, and he beats the crap out of him. And Billy just gets up and yells at everybody and says, I can't believe you guys let her take her. And this is the part where Carrie stands up to Packard because she got him to admit that he killed uh, Jamie. And right before Packard's about ready to kill her, Mr. Rafe shows up to save the day. And he's like, you want a race, I'll give you a race. And those two, they basically spend about five to ten minutes in this epic race. Uh, epic in regards to 80s races, nothing like today's standards. But the Wraith basically makes Packer think he's doing good. And uh, we get a real good you know, chase scene and cars piling up everywhere. It's, it's a ridiculous fun scene. But the cool part about this time, how the Wraith gets him, is he drives super fast in front of him. He turns around. And they're going to do a head-on collision. But Packer thinks he's going to slam into Jake. But Jake's not really there. He's in the car. And they both collide at the same time, blow up, and Loomis shows up. Uh, this time, um, he he died differently than the other guys because I believe you know, the other guys didn't die naked versus Packer did. And his eyes weren't out. But it, then again, his eyes were closed. But Loomis is just like... You know what it's over and he's like don't you want to do a robock he's roblox and he's like you can't you can't stop something that can't be stopped and this is the point where we get to the end of the movie and Jake goes to Carrie and reveals himself to her and he goes you know who I am and she goes Jamie and you know they kiss he's like um, you know I got one thing left to take care of and she's like don't leave me again and she goes I'll be right back I promise And pack lights a short trip He goes to see uh, his brother. Now, this scene, I admit, I get man tears on because the scene is just where he's like, um, he's just like, who are you, bro? And when Jake says, you said it, Billy, and he walks out because he's like, I I got something for you. You got to take care of it. It's something special. It's the only one in existence. It's Turbo Interceptor. And he's just like, who are you, bro? And that's when he's like, you said it. And he goes out. He sees the car. He's like, wow, that's awesome. And uh, he's like, hey, Billy, the instructions are in a glove compartment. And that's when he realizes who he is. He starts crying. He's like, you know, Jake, Jake, says Jamie, starts crying. And it just with the music, makes it a real real moving scene. Now, uh, and of course, we get to the end, and Jake picks up Carrie. They head off. Loomis sees it, rolls up his window, and we play the, the song, uh, Where's the fire? So here are my only dislikes of the film, and they're really minor, really. Um, the fact that you can see the Dodge logo on the front of the car was my only part that I'm just like, oh, that's so distracting. But then again, the logo does look cool enough to be, you know, if you if you want to give the movie what it is, a supernatural aspect, you know, it could be like a real cool design, but. Uh, the fact that you see that on the car kind of takes away from it being an you know an out of this world supernatural car, but hey, if it's the only car that you know if there's only four in existence, you want to kind of have your footprint on it, so hey, I give it to the movie. The other thing is the fact of all the cops knew that this car killed all these guys, and the fact that he gave the car to his brother aren't the cops going to be coming after his brother when they see the car riding around town? But then again, maybe Loomis will be like, hey, it, you know, no big deal. So like I said, minor, no big deal. If it's your first time ever seeing it, that wouldn't even bother you. So I would definitely say, no doubt about it, it's a four and a half star. I would even give this movie five stars. I, it's just awesome. There's not one person I've talked to that says that they don't like this movie. It's flipping awesome. So, yep, five stars all the way. Uh, great, great film. And when I when I picked up the special edition, which I want to thank you, Dan, for uh, you know giving me the uh, you know the go ahead to go ahead and do that. Um, there's a really cool feature where Clint Howard, who plays Rughead, talks about how everybody was was friends on the in the on the you know in the movie. We were all friends. We all hung out. And uh, it's he said that, that doesn't happen too often. So excellent movie. Like I said, five stars, hands down. Uh, if you don't have this movie, you need to go out and buy it. It's real easy to find now, now that it's finally got its uh, special edition release. So let's go ahead and uh, end this movie with the uh, theme song, and then we will get into the spotlight song of the week. Don't
1: take a lot to keep. Take a lot to make me stop I'm racing to a 5 alarm Should slow down, but I just can't stop Move over if you see me coming I've got the finest touch
0: this movie as much as I did. Uh, I love to watch it. It's just it's just fun time. So now let's get into the Spotlight Song of the Week. And our Spotlight Song comes from a band called 12 Stones, and the name of the song is Disappear. Now, 12 Stones has actually been around for a while. Um, they're not uh, really big, per se, but uh, I'm sure uh, you know who the lead singer is. The lead singer is Paul McCoy, and if that name sounds familiar you might want to check out uh... this McCoy And uh, 12 Stones, um, they are an awesome, I mean they do hard rock, Um, they got some soft songs, they got ballads, I mean pretty much there's a song for anybody to like. But uh, this is their new single, Um, I guarantee you're going to dig it. Um, Check out 12 Stones, they were on Wind Up Records label, uh, which is the same label that hosts uh, Evanescence and Creed, Uh, but 12 Stones is uh, my third favorite band. Love them and um, let me know what you think of this song. Please go ahead and write in. Um, I just before I play this song, I want to say uh, check out my sponsors uh, Flicks, Film and Focus, Show Me to Winston, uh, Crossroads, uh, Shadowy Flight. Check them babies on out. I got them on the Facebook page now. Thank you, Ty, for giving me um, some help on getting that added. And um, please write in to sweep the lake podcast at yahoo.com any questions concerns and in regards to the film i'm going to be doing next week at this point it's going to be the heavenly kid and uh... hopefully you know that movie and hopefully it's good times and uh... i will see you guys next week and this is Masuna's out take care
1: Picture of everything I thought that this would be, but here's the truth.